Hello. Ooh. Well, well, well. Why did we start the podcast like that? We're here now. <laughs> Ooh wee. Here we are. Ooh wee, Rick. <laughs> That's all we're gonna do for the whole podcast. Ooh, just sounds. But just bad Rick and Morty impressions. <laughs> uh, hey there, Morty. Uh, oh, it's... oh boy, Rick. Oh, it's me, uh, Rick. Oh boy, Rick. Oh, okay. Ooh. This is what. No, let's. Keep, I'm not. <laughs> commit. Do not. Come into the bit. Come into the bit. I just realized we're actually very blue in the video. So if you want to start us off, Bob, I'm just gonna. Hey just, guys, I'm just gonna talk for a minute. Uh, one of the things when you have a podcast like we do is you got to get in there and do some technical stuff sometimes. And like what we just did, we're changing what we call the white balance. Ooh, lights. The lights. Oh yeah. Is there a remote for these now? No, it's I just tried a, clicking it, but it wouldn't come on. Oh. So sorry, audio listeners. Holy moly. So what we do, <laughs> so now we've got it set up. Now we've got these yellow lights and yellow, the tungsten bulbs make you feel more at home, more comfortable. Just, you know, it's an all around good time. And if you have a podcast of your own one day, I doubt any of you will. But if you're going to, this is the kind of stuff that, this is what it takes to make it. This is the maker. We don't, we don't just roll out of bed and shit these out. Like okay. there's work that goes into this. <laughs> You know, for you, we do it for you too. That's the thing, and hey. for you too. Hey guys, welcome to the Oversharing <laughs> Podcast. Uh, my name is Patrick Coyne. Uh, I'm Bobby Probes, and um, yeah, we are here with season two, episode three, um, for a very exciting podcast. Um, exciting but dreadful. We're gonna um, start our new format. Nothing but Bloodborne. Anything but Bloodborne. Anything but Bloodborne, <laughs> uh, which is where we'll actually be playing Bloodborne. Consit like constantly the whole time, um, but, but we, we can't, can't talk, talk about, about it. it. We can and talk about anything. But we can talk about anything but Bloodborne. Um, so this is actually the end of the Oversharing podcast. It's done. We're ending that brand. Good um, riddance too. And uh, we're starting something completely different. We've uh, we speed run. We were up all night. Mm -hmm. We speed run uh, two save files speed seven ran. times each to get to new game plus 7 so that it would be as hard as possible consistently consistently for right. for the but, for the new podcast. But you still want we're losing so many people. There's For <laughs> those of you who don't know what Bloodborne is, pull up your web browser, get your phone out of your pocket, that thing that you pay 60 bucks a month for. Mm -hmm. And type it in type it into Google you or do you pay do you finance like $60 a oh, month? Oh yeah, for dude. It. It's a lot of money. Ooh, your phones are expensive. Phones are expensive. And the thing is, I I would love to see the I don't know if we're going to talk about this, but I would love to see what it costs like Samsung and Apple to actually make them. You know what I mean? The actual I, phone. I bet it's like 50 bucks. You really think it's that oh, low? Dude, I think it's so cheap. Really? They're, I don't think those Foxconn folks, they're not paying them anything. Really? Do you know all the stuff about Fox? Well, we don't have to get into anything. <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff over there. That's, uh, I could see that. 50 seems low, though. I don't know. I Those parts, though. I mean, I imagine, like, the glass and stuff, all that stuff, you got to think, like, they're like a couple bucks a piece, maybe. Interesting. Most of those components. I bet the the computer components on the inside will be the what most about expensive the part. That's a good question. Maybe 65 bucks. <laughs> okay, because the cameras, like, you could shoot in, like, 4K. Yeah. You know? I mean, so, if anything, maybe the camera's the most expensive part. With a company like Apple, though, I always wonder, too, they've... Because they recycle all their stuff, you know? Right. Like they have the recycling. So I think that saves them a lot on actual production as well. Got it. Got it. Because they melt it down and use it into new stuff. For sure. Overborn project. Like the Overborn that. podcast. Beautiful. But anyway. Um, Guys, it's a lazy Saturday 
today. Oh, man. The weather's is... like real weird in Los Angeles right now. I feel like we've started a couple podcasts like this where it's like yeah. the weather's this. And just trying to give you guys some context. Basically, the weird is that it's 60 and cloudy. Right. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not 72 and sunny with like light winds. And we'll come out here and just be like, man, it's just weather's all over My the place. My whole world is fucking I mean, I had, we had three days of 72 and sunny and now like I just don't know what's up with this weather. I don't know what's up with this regular, normal, rest of the world weather. Um, this is this is the end of the world right now. We're in it. I mean, the weather outside has got to be. Feels like it sometimes. It worked. It feels like it sometimes. Yay! <laughs> anyway, man, we're off the rails for this one. Yeah, this okay. Let's go. Let's this, go wild. This was a bumpy start. Let's not even. Let's let's roll with it. Um, Hope you guys are well. Those of you who are here, thanks for tuning in. Those who are listening at home later. Yeah. Uh, where were you? Just uh, t- we're live right now. And friendly reminder, uh, nice little personal plug since there hasn't really been any real content yet, uh, but patreon.com slash oversharing pod. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. So other than that, me and Bobby were talking about dread. Um, dread. We're talking existential, about existential dread. Ugh. Talking about uh, if uh, there's anything after this life and really what's the point? What do we expect? What uh? What are we expecting to get out of any of what we're doing? I don't know. It's weird. I go back and forth a lot. Yeah. Right. Like I, I oftentimes will. One of the quotes that I like, I don't remember who said it, but it's like, uh, like the universe and God are the shapeless thing, and like the name God is the sheet that we throw over it to kind of see the shape of it. Sort okay. Of thing. Interesting. Sure. Shapeless. So like, I always think about. I go back and forth a lot of like, there's got to be a point. There's a plan. Like there's something here, whether it was intelligent design or there's just more than this. I've, I'm always like, there's got to be something else. Mm-hmm. And then other times I'm like, no, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is all there is. And, you know, it's going to, that's it. It's tough, you know, to go back and forth because it's, I, and, and then it becomes a question of like, how much can you actually trust your own brain? Because right. like, you know, that your brain is actually wired to, you know, want to survive and sustain itself so Mm -hmm. that there's always like that factor of like well oh i feel inclined to feel this way but like can i even really trust that like just because my brain kind of like you know leans into a certain idea and then you kind of counteract that but then it feels like you're going against instincts right and really i just don't think our brains are trustworthy whatsoever Um, yeah i agree the other thing that i always come back to also with that is like we're we're all like the we are the universe trying to observe itself. If we're if we all believe like that we're all connected, that we're all connected and all that sort of stuff. Which I think there's evidence to the fact that, that we are. Like if you were to scale up like the atoms in your skin, right, mm-hmm. to how they're connected or whatever, you scale them up to our size. Sure. The distance between two connected atoms would be like two miles. There's like that much space in between them. Wow. So when we are moving. We're just like, for some reason, a collective wave of atoms that have all decided that they're one thing and moving together. When in reality, if you get real low down in there, they're not connected at all. Whoa. Isn't that weird? I've, yeah. I, well, I recently I actually just heard about, you know, with that space, the idea that like, even though like I touch like your arm, yeah. there's like, we're not actually touching. Yeah. There's, there's no actual content there. There's just pushback on either side. It's weird. It is weird. And so oh, man, if you think weird. like we're we're all made from the same thing that stars are made of, that planets are made of, like we're just these atoms and Right. 
I don't know that that to me is like a th- not you know evidence of anything or whatever. But to me, it just feels like there's got to be more going on than what we can perceive. Like there's definitely got to be more to it. Sure. And sorry, what I said, it's not the distance between the atoms. I think it's the distance between the uh, electrons that are spinning around the nucleus of each atom. So, so even smaller. It, so even smaller. Yeah. Jeez, that is insane. So man, we're just a bunch of we're just a bunch of dust, though, just, just walking around. Bu- just bunch, just bunch du- of space just dust. Just dust in the just wind. Just dust in the wind. Just dust in the wind. Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> um, I was, uh, I don't know. It's weird because then your feelings on it can go back and forth. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, is that, does this supposed to comfort me? You know what I mean? Because yeah. like at the end of the, it's like, so you, you have to try and find comfort in the understanding of it, but then, you know. I think that at the end of the day, you're always not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be super like in- anxiety inducing. That's how I feel with a lot of scientific discovery. It's like, cool. Okay. We know that now. Mm-hmm. What do I do with this? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like it still, it still doesn't answer the big, the big, the big, uh, why the big, or the big D the big death question oof. of like what happens after that, um, that mortality that we all have to face and, that we will all inevitably die. Which is freaky. I've, it's so it's freaky. like it's you know what's so funny is it's such a morbid concept, and to bring it up in like polite company is almost like strange. Be like, oh whoa, yeah. whoa, hang on, but whoa, Pop the buddy. brakes there, bud. Like, well, we all die eventually. Just be like, whoa, easy. It is. It's one of those things where it's just like people don't they don't want to think about that. So and that's so please don't say it. That's all. Everything is too like. Everything we do day to day is just a distraction from the fact that we're gonna die. <laughs> It's so strange. It is strange, man. I always wonder. So, like the the law of the conservation of matter and stuff. Like that's all a thing, right? Right. And it make it gets into these questions of like, does the human spirit ha- is there a physical anything to the human spirit? You know what I mean? Well, like, then, yeah. It, it, like that's the other thing. And is does, like, and then does it go on? Is there more? Right. Is a spirit? What is a spirit? Like, how do you define spirit? Like, you know, or. What is your soul or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, is that even a thing? Right. Is, or is it just like a what our consciousness has made up to, to if describe anything, the If anything, the word soul is to, you know, our overall essence as the word God is to that, you know, it's through, soul is like that sheet word that we throw yeah. over to probably, you know, try and. To make sense of it. Make some sense of it and understand it in like a certain form. Man. You know what's funny is that there's like. We're gonna die. Let's just end it. There's just, just tons and there's tons and tons of literature, like devoted to all those all the questions. And here we are, just kind of like, yeah, man. If only armchair if experts. only more people were talking about this. If only if only more people spent a if, lifetime uh, researching, the, studying, the, and discussing. Were, if only there were uh, religions that were thousands of years old. Right. Asked these questions. If and, only there were scholars who debated this topic. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, in 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 the within the halls of higher education, if only if only those resources were available. Um, but thank God for this podcast. Yeah, thanks. So <laughs> they'll point to this in fifty years the way that we point to Socrates and Plato, <laughs> talking about <laughs> philosophy and stuff. I think. Oh man, that'd be a really that'd good like, like. And on the Oversharing podcast, that'd be a really good artistic rendering um, of like me as Adam and you as God, like reaching out <laughs> and like touching each other. <laughs> Just, 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 uh, just the knowledge. I, I didn't even know about until I saw the movie Ex Machina that like there's God, but that's actually in the shape of the human brain. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, whoa, Isn't that weird. Again, something else that was probably widely known, and any expert who like studies art, and they're like, yeah, 
yeah. Be like, oh, oh, did you see that movie? Oh, you talk about it. Did you podcast? see that movie? Did you see that movie? Did the movie teach you that? I go back and forth on death a lot, though. Like sometimes when I think about it, I'm I'm totally okay with it. Right. Sometimes I'm like, all right, yeah, I mean, it's gonna happen. Sure. And billions of people have gone before me and done it, and everybody after me will go and do it. It's something that everybody does. Right. And then other times I'm just like so scared about the idea of it like <laughs> yeah. like genuinely like wake up in a like a terror in yeah. the middle of the night thinking about it sometimes it's so weird did like, you I'll go back and forth did you ever have you seen midnight in paris no the with owen wilson it was that woody allen movie yeah right? i haven't seen did it, i ever send you that clip where he's having the conversation with ernest hemingway about being afraid of death Mm-mm. oh it's so good it's so good basically he's like um he's like do you fear death and he's just like yeah it's probably Probably my number one oh, fear. Wow. Yeah, yeah, probably, 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 uh, <laughs> probably most afraid of that. And he's like, "You'll never write good if you fear dying." Oh, dude, it's serious. It's the best possible thing ever because he he talks about the only way to push out the fear of death is to make really good love to a woman. And he's basically like, "Oh my god, I almost just want to bring it up just to like yeah. have, I'm bringing it up just Do so it. just so we can have the audio, and then you guys can you guys can hear the audio because you it really what is, what it, it really is. doesn't it does not the, the visual is not necessarily important Ernest Hemingway midnight and, and then, don't try to copy strike us or anything later for this guys cuz that's just going to be It's I just mean, fucking come bullshit. On. Don't be stupid. All right, here it is. You'll never write well if you fear dying. Do you? Yeah, I do. I'd say it's probably might be my greatest fear actually. Well, it's something all men before you have done, all men will do. I know, I know. Have you ever made love to a truly great woman? Actually, my fiance is pretty sexy. And when you make love to her, you feel true and beautiful passion, and you, for at least that moment, lose your fear of death. No, that, that doesn't happen. I believe that love that is true and real creates a respite from death. All cowardice comes from not loving or not loving well, which is the same thing. And when the man who is brave and true looks death squarely in the face, like some rhino hunters I know, or Belmonte, who's truly brave, it is because they love with sufficient passion to push death out of their minds until it returns as it does to all men. And then you must make really good love again. Think about it. <laughs> I like that. It's like my favorite yeah. quote about death of all time. That Hermes Hemingway guy got to be a writer. It's just ba- <laughs> Basically, you must make really good love. To get... Yeah. Uh, and that only through the oh. most passionate lovemaking... Um, can you push death? Otherwise, you're a coward. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, co- all cowardice is not loving, is not loving, is not loving or not loving well. Yeah. And then he says, which is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, if you're not loving good enough, you might as well not be loving at all. Yeah. Ah, Ernest. That's deep, dude. That I, guy's going places. That guy, that guy, he should write. That yeah. Ernest Hemingway is going to be a big deal. He, he should think. put. So, he should put some of those ideas on paper. <laughs> he should. He should have a podcast. He should have a podcast where he talks about this. Yeah. But yeah, I, he's right though. I mean, that's he said what I said too, which I said it before. I've seen that clip, so it's pretty cool. But like, he's you're gonna you do something that everybody does. Everybody has done it, mm-hmm. and everybody will do it. Right. And it's like the weirdest thing to think about that yeah. like everyone I know is gonna be dead someday. Right. I don't want to have a cute part on this death thing, but it just. Been but thinking they will. about it. I've been Every, thinking about it a little bit. Everyone's lately. gonna die. 
Even you, Bob. Even me. Maybe soon. Es- especially you. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you. Yeah. Hopefully sooner than later. There's any justice. Hopefully before this podcast. There's any justice in this world. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. It's sad. And it's tough too when you get into like the mental... Like there's times where I'll think about it and then it's like all I can think about for weeks. Sure. And it's like hard to get... Out of it. Out of it. It's mm-hmm. like this terrible loop or what vicious cycle whatever they kind of call it sort of thing yeah and it's it well it's it sucks because it's also like a side effect of depression Mm -hmm. um not to like jump on this self-diagnosis train of you know i also too have depression anxiety and bipolar disorder but um there was a point where in my life where like I wouldn't have gone as far to be like, no, like diagnosis, like I suffer from depression permanently as mm-hmm. it, but it's like, there was a point in my life where I am truly sure that I was depressed in the actual like sense of the word in terms of like, not just boohoo, but like clinic, like physically, right. you know you what I mean? Like, like couldn't get out of bed, no interest in my own things. And actually in the shower, I actually had, I would have these panicked moments just because I was alone. And it was just like, and it was like a spike of anxiety. Yeah. And it, and it was, it wasn't that I thought I was going to die, but I would just think about it like intensely mm-hmm. and just be like, oh my God, is this it? Like to the point where, you know, like you're, it's like you're almost jolted Ooh, by it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I you're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> and I re, and it's, I remember bringing that up nonchalantly to like, we were out at like to, at trivia or something like that. And I said, I said jokingly that like, yeah, you know, I pretty feel like, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about death. Like I just kind of joked about yeah. it and I was like thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I've been like, it's been on my mind. I was like, not that I'm like afraid of it, but you know, I just get these panicked feelings and I'm like, you know, really think about it and I can't get it off my mind. <laughs> and like the one girl was like, you know, it's like a side effect of like serious depression. <laughs> and I was like, I believe it because that's kind of where I am in my, that's kind of where I am right now. Sounds just about that right. That sounds very much in line with exactly where I am in my life right now. Um, but I definitely climbed out of it, but it was, de- it was about, it was just pretty dark. I mean, you know, but it was like, yeah. pretty, it's a pretty dark, probably like six to eight months of my life where it was like, whew. And, it's like I know. It's like I knew it was bad while it was happening, but also in hindsight, I definitely know it was bad because I'm on the other side. Oh yeah. So it's like you almost, you know, you don't want to think, you don't want to dwell too much because you don't want to make a bigger deal out of something that it is. And again, I cannot stress enough. Oh, it's a whole can of worms about how I feel about the popularity, and I'm, and it is popular um, to open the dialogue about depression and anxiety again to the point of like it's almost like it's become this like inclusion thing of like Mm -hmm. but me too you know and i have there's again we could talk about that for a while but i have some opinions about that too that i wouldn't mind sharing well we could share we could share about that i one of the things with the inclusion thing and stuff yeah because i noticed a lot i i subscribe to uh it's a subreddit i love reddit you guys um, it's a panic attack sub for people. If you're having a panic attack, you can get on there and type and like ask for help and stuff. Okay. Wow. And, uh, it's really cool. People will talk each other through it and that sort of thing. But one of the things I've noticed, and this is going to maybe be a hot take or whatever, but it's like, there are some people who are experiencing depression and stuff. The point of depression and anxiety is that you want to feel it. You want to identify why you're feeling it and then figure out how to get out of it. Right. And the people who don't do that. Yeah. I don't think are truly feeling real anxiety and depression. 
How do you mean? I think that they're saying like, oh, I'm depressed, I'm anxious or whatever. Right. Because it somehow then defines them as this unique individual it, who has these feelings and emotions that right. maybe are counterintuitive to what we all think the quote unquote norm is. Right. When in reality, you're not feeling half of the – nobody who really is that depressed likes to – they don't wallow in it and they don't like – I don't yeah. know, constantly like throw it in everybody's face all the time and right. like, well that's me I'm just a depressed person. Yeah. Like, no you're not. You're Yeah, I I mean obviously I think it varies from person to person but I do think there's something to the idea of just like no, I think with depression comes like a real shame, like yeah, a real feel- a real like I closed off and I think that I think the more vocal you are about it, I don't know. Again, it's tough. It's tough and I'm sure there's I'm sure we're triggering like some people but I think I'm that right now. I think I think it's kind of like one of those things that when like you can kind of sense it, like you can really feel it. Oh yeah, people. you know what I mean. Like by how they're talking about it, you can, you know, y- you always want to listen. You always give it the time of day. But I think mo- I think a lot of people understand and they can see like mm, you know like the showier it is right the less concerning yeah, it, like, it feels like i think our point is that it's if you're talking about depression you don't have it that's not the point i think it's right. more that like those instagram posts i see where it's like somebody it's the facebook blank background thing or whatever and right. it's like you know when my anxiety tells me this but instead i do this i know whatever. again it's like, it's it's, uh, it's literally like memed it's it's yeah. it's it's so a part of the public like zeitgeist mm-hmm. that it's memed like people joke about it and again i'm always one of those first people to be like joke away you know what i mean cuz you joke through that kind of stuff but i think it's almost again it's like it's become it's a it's a popular topic. It's now. like a cool thing for some. Again, people, it's like include which like sucks. one of my favorite images that I ever saw posted was like this girl taking a mirror selfie, and the caption was "Who says girls with depression can't wear tube I've seen tops?" This. Yeah, and it's just like, well, no one. I did. Well, I, I used to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no one. That was that thing I used to like say. Like if I see one if more one... fucking depressed girl, if she's got a tube top and on, a tube top, and she's depressed. Get her out of here. I don't know. I can't be held responsible. <laughs> I can't be held responsible for whatever what I, what I would do. <laughs> no. And and so, again, you're the only thing that you would be motivated to, like, sort of name drop or, you know, in, in, illness drop. Ooh, I'm going to coin that term. Illness, illness drop. drop. Yeah. You're illness dropping, which is, like, sprinkling in your your sort of thing to, like, kind of get, like, attention or something like that. And, again – I just think it's when everything is like a pendulum, you know, and this has been used a lot for a lot of like, you know, political discourse and social, you know, like social popular opinions and all that. I think that we're definitely coming out of an era where it wasn't cool. It wasn't okay to talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now we are in this thing where like people are coming out and talking about it and it's getting so much praise that they're like, Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, like that is so strong. Yeah, that's like, huge. Yeah, that's like people deal. people are praising the people who step forward and be like, "Listen, um, I have crippling anxiety." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hearing, I, hearing I, your story has helped me. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I I have panic attacks, and I've always been ashamed of it, and it's never been taken seriously, and I ne- and I've always felt alone because I couldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And someone else is like, "Holy crap!" Like, I've lived with that too, and I swear that I it's like there's people. 
that see that they see that praise they see that right. connection they're like oh but yeah, me, me too, too though like too. What, you know i also you know it, it becomes it, a hack it like is cheat like code again yeah like the, they the sort of oppression olympics that people talk about there's also a like the struggle olympics mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of times where every you know i don't know i saw a really good meme uh where it was like uh I don't remember how it was formatted, but it was like teenage girl or something like that. And it was like the, like the therapist wouldn't diagnose her with depression. And then it was just like, then I'll like something about like, then I'll just diagnose myself or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, there's a lot of self-diagnosing out there. It's, it's very popular to self-diagnose. And I don't think, I don't think that's good, but at the same time, I think that will hopefully inevitably fade away. Mm-hmm. Um, like again, not to beat a dead horse with the pendulum metaphor, but I think that it it will find some like equilibrium. Yeah, some middle ground where yeah. it's okay to talk about while there's not right. It'll be like okay, yeah, sure, okay, that's serious. Because right. re- like true, true, real depression, and I don't. I'm totally fucking gatekeeping here, so sorry for that. But it's like. No, keep, keep the gate. Yeah, it, real anxiety and real depression, though, they aren't like a fun, quirky thing about your personality. Usually. Right. Usually, they're like. The, the people especially who have like very severe depression and anxiety which is it's not all, me right it's not fun like i those people aren't having fun they're yeah. not like oh, just my depression and anxiety it's, it's arguably offensive like it is it, it kind of is it's ar- it's arguably offensive to really take it to that level um again if you're memeing it every day like on like your social media and stuff like that i get it again i'm always the first person to be like no yeah i joke through the terrible oh, stuff abs- i would joke about bad stuff all the time but again it's just it, it all comes down to that intention and it just sucks because you can never really know what's going on in someone else's mind but uh i think i would i would i can i would venture to, i'd venture to say that it resonates with people to be like mm, you you know what we're talking about yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like especially if you're someone who actually struggles um and and, and we're not the, we're not the first per- people to be vocal about that you know what i mean like I, i've seen it before where yeah. they're like uh like hey i actually have these things and yes it's highly frustrating mm-hmm. to just see it memed you know what i mean like you know and it, it puts people like that in a tough spot because they like you said they don't want to be like gatekeepers to the like an, an illness and say that like people can't talk about it but there's 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 a definitely a line where there's a, there is a disingenuous handling of it sometimes absolutely that is like yeah that is 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 not good for anybody no. honestly but you know i think uh hopefully it's 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 a phase um it's interesting i feel like the same also happened with like uh a lot of like nerd culture mm-hmm. like nerd culture was like ridiculed and like snubbed and stuff like that and now it's like, well, I went, I'm a nerd too, though. Like now that it's like the mainstream, yeah. like, oh, I'm such a nerd, you know? And again, I feel like the internet's responsible for a lot of that too. Big time. Because big time. you, because now like before the internet, you grow yeah. up, the only people that you interact with or have experience with are, you see celebrities on TV. Right. You see people on the news. Yeah. And then the folks that you actually see in your real life. Right. The, and now we're all realizing none of us are unique or special at all. <laughs> and I don't mean to like... You can still be a great person, right. and there's probably cool quirks about you and stuff, but, like, we're at a point now. There's, like, 7 billion people on this planet. Right. You're going to have something in common with somebody. Yeah. And I feel like everybody is vying so hard these days to be like, no, 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 I'm one of a kind. Right. And it's like, but you're you're probably not. But that's okay. Right. It's okay that you're not. Like, you're a human being, and, like, it's better, in my opinion, if you're more accepting of yourself... And like not trying to separate yourself from everybody oh, all the time. It's like, no, that's that's fine. That's good. Oh, I had the conversation with myself 
um in the last couple of years of like, you know, there's a lot of really generic things about me. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> like I, I have, I have some generic tastes like, and I think I fought them for a really long time. Like I liked, I liked movie. I, we, I, we talked about this in another podcast, but it's like, I liked, I like movies that are just okay. And there was a point yeah. in my life where I came around, I'm like, you know what? It's okay that I, I like that. I like that just okay thing. <laughs> it's okay. If I like some, that bad music, like, you know, I can objectively understand that. Guess what? It's not that good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this this person's not that talented. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm tapping my foot to it. And what what yeah. what the fuck ever. Um, and then There's also like pop music that'll come on sometimes, and I'm like, I'm a basic bitch. Like, yeah, I love this. This is great. I'm actually really <laughs> I'm, enjoying. This. I am fucking basic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and on the nerd culture stuff, I don't really give too much pushback about that um, because I think that. The more popular stuff like that is, that just means that there's more people creating it. That means there's just more stuff to get yeah. into. Like hopefully cooler and more and more content. Right. It's like it's not it's not just niche stuff that you have to like, you know, try and scrounge up. It's like, for instance, um, you know, like games in general. Mm-hmm. Like the popularity of games, that means that gaming is a billion dollar industry now. You right. know, like and with billions of dollars, hopefully, ideally, comes great content and a lot of things, um, you know, and a lot of new things that would otherwise not be there if the money wasn't there. Right. And the consumers weren't there. So with things like nerd culture, like as kind of annoying and lame as it can be to be like, well, everyone's a fucking nerd now, I guess, you know, like um, I think as long as we're on the same page of like, no, it's kind of mainstream. Not again. It gets we're, it gets in a very hipstery elite speak uh, to yeah. like really have to really begrudge it. So I just kind of don't even though I feel some kind of way about it sometimes. I just like. I again, like all feelings, I don't think it's that you feel that way. It's that it's how you act on it. So I, I kind of opt to like yeah. not not get all get all grumpy about it. I but. think for me, I yeah, I agree with you. I don't get too begrudged. The only judgment from me ever comes from when I can tell that somebody has like globbed on to this one thing, and then they're like, "This is who I am." Right. Like this defines me, and sure. it's like, "Well, no, you're not that. You're not that one dimensional. You're not just a nerd. You're not just your anxiety. You're not just your depression." Right. Like, let's just be honest about it. And it's usually the ones who glob onto that one single thing mm-hmm. that are the ones who, you know, for lack of a better word, are the ones that maybe are faking it or something like that. Right. That are that you begin to question a little more I, as opposed to other people. I think. I agree, and I think. Uh, <laughs> there's a really good thing about anyone who identifies as a gamer which I, first of all there's a big thing going around where people use the, the term gamers ironically and i think it's <laughs> fucking hilarious my friend a friend of mine starts gamers. A, a, a friend of mine starts all of his instagram story with what's up gamers <laughs> and it, it, it's it's funny every time um and also i think that uh yeah just to identify yourself as something so something be like oh you like games well like guess what everyone likes games yeah now. like pretty much everyone plays video games um and to and again and to try and claw for that separation of like no we're real gamers now it's just be like that's sorry that's the past now yeah. like you know whatever um the one thing specifically uh that happened in terms of like again trying to identify yourself like as a nerd both both first of all both if you are and if you're not like if you actually are a really hardcore nerd um i think the age of taking serious pride in it is over you know what i mean it's like it is like a lot of nerd culture is very generic now yeah so like there's nothing to be proud of you're not standing up to the man anymore like you're yeah it's, you, you don't taste, have to hide in your basement to play D anymore right like, so people play it yeah so all the time to be elitist about things like that anymore is is over but then also on the opposite end of the spectrum the lameness is like 
I worked with this girl um, when I was like 22 and <laughs> and I remember she was super cute and I was talking to her and stuff like that. And one of the things she said was we're talking about like TV shows and she was like, oh, I, I asked her what her favorite show was. And she's like, oh, my God, you're going to think like it's so lame or something like that. And I was like, what? And she goes, Game of Thrones. And I was just like, your show is like, <laughs> you're ashamed that your favorite One show the is, is the most ever. is the most popular show on television yeah. right now. Like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's like she used that like, oh, my God, like I am such a nerd, though. Right. And it's just like, no, not right. That'd be like someone would be like, you guys are gonna think I'm so lame. But like, I love Marvel movies. Yeah, I, can, I cannot get enough of the Avengers. Like, oh, my God. It was it was like exactly to what you said about being like, no, that's not quirky, though. Yeah, it's, it's not. You're not. It's not quirky. It can still be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's stuff. But it's it's, it's nice. Like, that we would share that common interest yeah. but you and a lot of people <laughs> yeah we have, like a lot of millions like, yeah. upon millions of people share your opinion it's no longer it's no longer <laughs> a unique thing she's like you think i'm so lame like game yes. of thrones and i was like i was like what i wanted to say was it's actually not lame um that you like game of thrones it's lame that you would think that i would think that it was lame <laughs> or that you would even presume to even think that anyone thinks that's lame. right um and again, it's almost like that separation of like, oh, I'm one of the nerds now. I'm I, a nerd. I, I'm kind of the victim. And I, I think you see that a lot with like, again, when you people, when you people, when you, you fucking no, people, when people, like when, uh, when like there's people um, like in high school who, again, it's just like you were so definitely like one of the popular kids. You were yeah. so definitely a bully. And now you're coming up like, oh, man, like. It's not cool. Like, don't do that. And it's Come just on, like, guys. again, it's good for people to change and for people to to get behind that stuff. But again, disingenuous is I think it's just the word. Yeah. Like, you can really just you can really just see it in people a lot of times. Like, <laughs> I like Game of Thrones. I'm such a nerd. Oh, gosh. Guys, you guys must so think I'm such a nerd. How abhorrent. How abhorrent and detestable is this that be I like, love? Be like, yeah, how – is my follow-up question would be like, how would you have treated someone that liked Game of Thrones uh, when you were in high school? Yeah, like, <laughs> like five years ago. Yeah, what would you have thought about that? Um, what do you think of the 20 sided die and what would you thought about it 10 <laughs> yeah. years ago? But years again, ago. I think it's, again, like it's a, I think it's just generally positive. I don't give a shit about nerd, nerd culture being the popular. That means, that, no, I think that's cool. That means, honestly. that means esports are going to be on fucking ESPN and fuck it. I'm all about it. Like, yeah, I, I, I love that. I'd love, I'd love to, I love the idea that esports are going to be, you know, a, a, I think that they're going to be bigger than the NFL, like I think in America yeah. in like the next five years. Is I agree. what someone said, um, at least money wise, which is, and I'm like, good well, shit. Overwatch League and those guys, like they're making money hand over fist for I all know. that stuff right now. It's crazy. I'd like, I'd like some different games. I would too. Um, I think, I think it's, I, I mean, like again, which feels so selfish because it's kind of like, this is so groundbreaking and awesome mm-hmm. that like it's even in the public conversation about professional gaming and professional esports like being taken seriously. And here we are, like just got here. I'm and tired. We're like, of uh, can we get some variety though? Hello. Uh, can we maybe like, um, like maybe if things were like less complicated? I don't know. Th- there needs to be a middle ground. It feels like because you know you're either League of Legends is not. It's not easy to understand I try, or watch, you know. Once every two years, I try to play that game, and then every time I'm like, I'm so behind. There's no way. There's right. No way I'm ever gonna get this. Um, but then shooters are super basic. I'd love for there to be something like, you know, I mean, like, like Overwatch, or, or <laughs> <laughs> like chess. Okay, 
Like chess, cool. chess is mildly complicated, mm-hmm. but it's not Magic the Gathering. Right. Magic the Gathering is way complicated. Chess is a lot simpler mm-hmm. because at least at least in theory. Right. You know what I mean? Or at least in the rules. The the uh what do you like the minimal investment or whatever you need to get into it, chess? Right, like understanding just the basic. Right, like I wish there like. was more, like or like like honestly, like football, like like American football. These sports and these things are super watchable and super popular because I could tell you that how the game works mm-hmm. in like twenty minutes. Right. Yeah, like I can teach you every all the dynamics of magic in about twenty minutes. I can teach you how to play chess in about twenty minutes. You know, like, and I, I think we need more. I think it'd be cool if there were more esports that like you could watch and understand in about twenty minutes. Yeah, to get what's going. on. Yeah, like get get like a real simple game that's more about skill than it is a, a, about the complex. Like, just less complex. I mean, sorry, not more about skill. They're all about skill, but um, which I guess Fortnite kind of is, but. You know, I again more down the middle. Attention, Fortnite gamers! I'm being so picky. I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm very self aware of the idea. Again, yeah, we're we're, we're, in, we're, we're gatekeeping. A, we're being picky. We're in a we're we're just the worst. We're oversharing. We're just a couple. Uh, we're just a couple of straight white cis males. Look over at the title of the podcast. Just a couple. Okay, now look back over here. <laughs> Are you surprised? Yeah. <laughs> what you, you think? Oh, what you think happen? we're gonna do? We're gonna. Do, not sh- share at all. Not uh, not, not get ourselves in some hot water. Not uh, not uh, say some Vox article slam piece worthy <laughs> stuff. Oh man, dude, I'd love to have a hit piece done on us. Seriously. Someday, I think I'd rather have a hit piece than a praise piece. Yeah, no. me too. Yeah, no, I think so. I think I'd enjoy a hit piece. I, I'd although lo- I know it would bug me. Like I, I'd be upset about it, but there'd be a huge part of me underneath that'd be like, "This is fucking." Here's awesome. what here's what I would want from a hit piece. I'd want a hit piece that like got us. Like they're, they're like just dead to rights, really nailed. Absolutely, us. to be like they are fucking right, and then we read it, we have a laugh about it, and we're like, okay, we'll do better. Um, but yeah, I, I think any hit pieces that purposefully misconstrue or you know, um, you know, misrepresent, misrepresent. Yeah, uh, I think that would be annoying. But I think if something, yeah, if they really got us like hit the nail on the head yeah as far as who we are yeah uh i think that'd be really good it'd be kind of interesting i think if they like really like just hit home on just like yeah these two like in, in, in insecure fragile min- yeah. fragile wimps talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you're real high and mighty when you're fucking sweating and crying about death in your bed at night you yeah. know like if they if they're if they're, if they're like kind of mean if they're like kind of mean it was kind of a, they were kind of a bully about it I think that would I think I would enjoy that a lot. And if part of the hit piece was them saying, and to think that your opinions are even relevant or significant enough that you, uh, you're deserving of a hit piece, yeah, <laughs> just further plays into the whole thing of it. <laughs> I would I'd love that very much. I'm gonna write a hit piece on this. Oh my god, <laughs> it's, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make a name. I'm gonna be Chuck. Blannerman. Well, and I'll work for Vox. Chuck Blammerman. Chuck Blammerman. And then, and then you sign off with like you just got blammed. You just got blammed. That's your, or that's the weekly blam. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to the blam hour. Welcome to the daily Blammerman. Yeah, he does. He does two minute videos on YouTube. <laughs> the daily blam. Have you seen these two cucks on the oversharing pod, dude? <laughs> oh my god. I, I legitimately feel like a kinship with anyone who could like really roast me really well. Yeah. Like if someone roasts me, even if they're completely at odds with my opinion, like 
to feel bested in some kind of way, it's like it's hard to not respect. I do. I respect that. It's like credit where it's due. It's like even if we're like on completely opposite sides, if someone is like actually well read and fair, I think fair is always the mm-hmm. key word. Where it's just like you're fair. Like I think we disagree vehemently, but when you're fair about it, I like that word vehemently. Yeah, it's like then it's it's like ooh man like brother <laughs> brother <laughs> i see you uh and it's so funny because like i've gotten in intense arguments like with people either online mostly online. i've seen some um and at the end of it i like want to be their friend yeah which is like which is so counter to everything that just happened it's like i probably maybe pissed them off or something like that and then i'm like oh man like there was a time now, now I wish now like I don't know let's hang out. This now. is such a dumb <laughs> story but in college mm-hmm. there was a Minecraft server that I belonged to and we had forum and you guys are going to think this is so lame this is of so me, nerdy but in order to help my severe anxiety and depression oh, which define okay. me uh-huh I played Minecraft a lot. Okay but sure. In the, so in the Minecraft server though I don't remember what was happening but basically like the the server owners and the people like moderating the server yeah were uh having like a changing of the guard okay. and it was down to me and this lady. I don't know what's funnier that this that this actually happened even yeah. in the context of what you're describing <laughs> it or that I understand completely. Yeah. <laughs> or that I completely follow you. <laughs> You're going to think this is so lame, but I completely understand yeah. every nerd thing yeah. you're saying. <laughs> you uh, think I'm such a nerd, but I get <laughs> everything that you're saying right now. But I don't remember why. We'd, ha- we did, we'd always had poor interactions with one another prior okay. to that. Okay. And so I stayed up all night arguing with this person on like minecraftforums.net or something. Oh, my and God. And at the end of it, at like 4.30 in the morning, I was like – I messaged her and I was like, boy, you've really like – you've had some good singers and she's like, yeah, same to you. And I was like, I kind of really respect you now and like want to be your friend. And she was like, yeah, let's be friends. <laughs> and so after that, it was like, we were best buds on that Minecraft server forever. So after, that. Fucking funny. after we hurled insults and really like, yeah, it's what like, the kids call red. We yeah. read, we read each other a bunch. Yeah. You really, them. yeah, really got a good roast on one another. Mm-hmm. And then like somehow it, kindled this weird like respect friendship thing out of it for yeah. a long time it's weird it's uh i'm sure there's some psychology and not good psychology behind uh <laughs> behind the idea that like you have to rile someone up so much that they you know kind of hate you and then and then they <laughs> like you afterwards but I, i've actually had a lot of good friendships not a lot but a couple good friendships start where they had later um like divulged to me that they had did not want anything to do with me. Yeah. Like they did not like me and that they pissed me off and they, or that I pissed them off and they thought I was such an arrogant asshole. And then it comes around where it's just like, it's not that I think that you're less of an arrogant asshole. It's that I understand that underneath, like you always have, you do have good intentions. Mm -hmm. And then, and and again, no matter where you stand, when you show that open diet, when you like engage in that open dialogue and you, have that back and forth, that discourse. And again, fairness. When you're always fair mm-hmm. and there's push and, the, and then there's no cheap shots. If you come out of the other – if you come out on the other side of, of a back and forth like that and there's not like, okay, that's not fair. You know right. what I mean? Like if it's always fair zingers and the zingers zing without it being like, okay, that's irrelevant or that's a misrepresentation. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's always on point and they get you good, then it's like, oof. On guard or yeah. bravo, you know what I, I mean? I'm like, starting to like this game. Like, um, and yeah, like I said, I think I, I'm sure there's some 
some psychology behind that, but you know, there's gotta be. Yeah. And probably it's all... some kind of masochistic, like, I don't know. Yeah. We're probably all fucked up. I, it may, I wonder if that's like, uh, I wonder if that's linked to the same people that like, like to be like insulted and it like turns them on. Ooh, or whatever. Yeah. That stuff weirds me out. That stuff. We like, I don't want to fetish shame or whatever. Right. If, if you're into it, you're into it. But I know that me personally yeah. would be so uncomfortable. Well, here's the thing is I, I think of some kinks. Ooh, man, we are all over the place. Kink shame. I, I, yeah. I think of some kinks and then I'm kind of like, listen, I'm not shame. I would never shame you or shame anybody for a certain thing. But it's like I do have to wonder. Like, do you want to get to the bottom of that? Like, yeah. Do, are you curious at all? Like, why? You, yeah. That's a you, thing. Would you maybe want to uh, look into um, why you feel that mm-hmm. way, or like what it is? Uh, but then again, I'm sure there's a lot of people like, oh yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, my mom would beat the shit out of me and yeah. burn me with hot candle wax as a kid. And uh, now I need it poured on my back. Yeah. Like, it's the only way I can feel know, affection. Or something like that. Uh, I'm sure they may, probably won't laugh about it. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely a thing uh, that always intrigues me, depending on where it's from. Those conversations are very interesting. But I, th- that's sexual conversations about, like, kinks and all that. Those are conversations where... I it, it it's it becomes evident to me how sometimes not as liberal as I think I am. <laughs> oh yeah, like how <laughs> like I it's like oh man, like there's there's parts of me that come out and I'm like, woof, I think I'm more sexually conservative than yeah. I than I liked would like to That's think. That's a little much. Yeah, like I'm like woof, like I you know it's nine times out of ten I'm one hundred percent just fully accepting of mm-hmm. it, but I still have to like process it. I have to like go there. I have to like I have to catch not like catch myself so to speak but mm-hmm. i i have to like make the decision to be like i'm keeping an open mind right now like my mind is open i am i am staying open i am staving off judgment but whew, man i have to i have to really let this <laughs> one really let this one sink in it always uh specifically with sexual kinks and stuff i'm constantly not constantly but i think about a lot like you're constantly i always think about kinks and uh and death and death kinks and death but i i often am thinking about podcast, like right? The way that childhood, I guess, trauma or things manifest themselves as an adult. Yeah. And what things decide to show up as, I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. Look at me. That's I'm identifying this because of some lack of whatever I had in my past, right? Like, it makes me unique. Right. Versus, I like having my nuts stepped on and being spit on. <laughs> like, I, I always wonder, like, why some things manifest as, like, a sexual kink for people. Right. And other things manifest as, like, a personality quirk instead. Like, why one is this sort of hidden behind closed doors sort of thing and the other ones are, like, right in the public spectrum of just being open or whatever, I guess. Kind yeah. of strange. We're all just messed up. We're all we're all messed up, basically. Um, there was a uh, – so Mark Maron is a competitor, uh, direct God, competitive yeah. podcast. Dude, he's he, – He's there, blowing us away right now, which sucks, but we're getting there. He had this woman on who was – I don't remember the story and exactly everything, and I wish I knew names, but we don't drop names on this podcast anyway, um, except for our direct, except for except direct for our, competitors. Except for direct competitors. <laughs> um, but he had this woman on, and it was like this big writing scandal where she wrote under a fake pseudonym for like a really long time. Okay. I don't remember exactly the whole story, but one of the things was um, – I don't know. She had like a whole identity crisis thing. And that was, it was one of those things where like, she was definitely not well. 
and th- there was some uproar and there's some there's some uproar about it and i don't again i don't remember why like what what was the problem like but anyway she had she's told mark and like opened up about like you know being sexually abused and this was a thing and on the podcast she like literally started crying and said that like i can't orgasm like unless i'm being hurt and oof. It, yeah it was like it was a big oof moment and she and she was like basically like saying it through tears yeah and i just remember being like fuck me you know like just to, just to kind of like be in in that mindset where you know and she kind of talked about how it's it you know at a certain point you, you know that like it's brain chemistry where like mm-hmm. the wires get crossed you know it's like you associate sexual contact with being hurt like because you were hurt or you're molested or you're raped and it can really fuck you up you know like yeah it, and, and it can it, it can like just legitimately rewire your brain into the sense that like the only way you can get through that is by, probably like with like intense therapy um but even then like i'm sure there's no guarantee uh and then you know that just and then like obviously that's the most uh, that's a, that's an extreme not the most but that's an extreme case but I think that is the case for like all sorts of kinks. It's about like, you know, your wires Some getting wires crossed. Got crossed. I mean, that, I think they say like if you put your foot in your mouth, like as a kid or whatever, like that's how you can develop a foot fetish because like a lot of babies like suck on their feet and stuff like that. And so it's just like in your brain chemistry, subconsciously, you grow up and uh, you turn into Quentin Tarantino. Just want to get all get all the <laughs> get all those feet shots all the time. Uh, I don't know, Jules. I don't know, Jules. What's going on here? I don't know, we talked about a lot of different stuff. There today. was a that was a roller coaster. Uh, and the thing they all have in common, sexual kinks, kinks and death, personality baby. quirks, all that. It's all a distraction from death. It's all a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of us fighting for some kind of relevance. Yeah. In a world that none of us maybe are one hundred and ten percent unique or special or mm-hmm. whatever, which is fine. Right. We all we all just want to have some kind of thing that makes us stand out. Mm-hmm. But just know that no matter how unique you are, <laughs> it's never you will happen. always have one thing in common with everyone else, and it's that you're going to die. We're all going to die. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye.